It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is April 7th, 2021. Happy 407 day, my fellow Orlando residents. You can follow me on, my name is Philip Rosmike, I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk about the Magic's rebounding uh, and why something that wasn't given before the trade deadline has become a bit of a question mark. It's going to be something to, to watch very keenly here as this team continues to develop. We'll also hear a little bit from Devin Kennedy as he joins the Magic, plus... We'll talk about Wednesday's game against the Washington Wizards. All that coming up and more. But before you do any of that, I do want to remind you all you to check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching Gravity Download Podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Washington Wizards ahead of Wednesday's game? Check out Locked On Wizards. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Coming up today as well, don't forget, we have the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. So, Grab a Michelob Ultra today and stay tuned again for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. When you play for a Steve Clifford team, there are, are certain things that are seemingly a given. Um, you know, I, I, this line's gotten tired, um, but it was said when he was introduced, uh, so it is continually worth repeating. When the Magic hired Steve Clifford, the idea was that he would instill the fundamentals of winning to a team that hadn't won in six years. And the reason why Steve Clifford is so successful, it seems, is because his teams do not beat themselves. They do not make mistakes that give teams second chances and the ability to to um, to take advantage of, of the team's mistakes. If the, if the Magic are going to lose, it's going to be because you out-execute out-execute them. You beat a set defense. It's going to be because they miss shots. You know, little things like that. The one thing the Magic will not do is give you the pathway through the door of victory. Steve Clifford teams, both in Charlotte and in Orlando, have been very good at keeping their turnovers low, staying very disciplined offensively in that way, limiting fast-break opportunities, even if they're missing shots, and securing the, the defensive glass. Limiting second chance points. This is fundamental to who the Magic are and want to be. And who the Magic have to be if they want to win. And, and this is not just about this year. This is about moving forward. These things are so fundamental that, that Clifford drills it without doing any drills. When we talked about um, fast break points earlier in the season, some of the Magic struggles there, 
Clifford said, you know, we usually do one drill about it in training camp on the second day of camp, and that's the last we do because it is something that is so ingrained in the team as to how they need to play. Rebounding is the same way. There's no drill. There's really no drill for rebounding. You either do it or you don't, and that's that's what you'll hear Clifford say coming up here. But the reality is this. This Orlando Magic team is different than the one that came before the trade deadline. This Orlando Magic team has different players, has different personnel. Yeah, they played some different opponents, maybe some challenging opponents on the offensive glass, that, so maybe we'll see these numbers dip, dip down again. But the Magic are not the same rebounding team. And that's got to be a cause for concern. This Magic team is not the same team it was before the deadline. Before the trade deadline, the Orlando Magic ranked third in, or for the season, Orlando ranks third in the league in defensive rebound rate at 75.5%. So that's your baseline. Essentially grabbing three of every four misses. Before the trade deadline, that number stood at 76%, the best mark in the league. The Magic were the best defensive rebounding team in the league. But since the trade deadline, and granted, only five games, so your small sample size alert should be blaring, the Magic have dropped to 71.7%, essentially grabbing seven of every 10 defensive rebounds. Now, that seems like you're doing fine, but that obviously is not fine. That's 23rd in the league. You usually want to be up around 70. I mean, if you're around 75% defensive rebound rate, that means you're doing a very, very good job. To be down to 70, again, that's what, three more possessions that you're, or three more shots that you're giving away? For a team with a margin for error as small as Orlando's especially, giving up offensive rebounds, not being able to get a defensive rebound and get out in transition or get out and, and start running your offense and start controlling the pace, that's the difference between winning and losing. Denver destroyed the magic on the glass. We saw Portland destroy the magic on the glass. The Lakers destroyed the magic on the glass. And in all, you know, in all three of those instances, you could say those are reasons the Magic lost the game. Orlando still does a decent job on second chance points comparatively to their offensive to their offensive rebound rate that they give up. But still, these margins matter. Orlando for the season, or Orlando before the trade deadline, had the best mark in the league, giving up just 10.7 second chance points per game. They're giving up 13.8 now. And again, three points doesn't feel like a lot in the big scheme of things. But we're talking about margins here. If this Magic team is going to win, they're going to have to lock down the defensive glass better. Um, it's going to be, that's, pro- that's probably like one of the main focuses just because, you know, we could, we could have good uh, defensive possessions and we could, we could have good rotations. But um, if we don't finish it out with a rebound, then that's, that's just a waste. And in this league, like, if you give teams uh, second chance points or uh, most opportunities to score, then they're going to most likely capitalize off of that. So we just got to uh, rebound as a group. Magic Four Chuma Okiki there speaking after Tuesday's practice. Uh, and Chuma Okiki has been an improved rebounder. Um, he's made some impressive rebounds, especially on the offensive glass. But his 13% defensive rebound rate certainly a cause for concern, especially considering the other rebound rates that the Magic are seeing on their team right now. Rebounding's got to be a team effort for sure. I'm not going to put it past them, and I would agree with this too. Offensive rebounding skill is different than defensive rebound skill. Okiki is a very good offensive rebounder, 
But his defensive rebounding certainly still has some room for improvement and potential for improvement too. I think he can be a very good rebounder on both ends. But the reality is too, Orlando traded away three of their four top players in terms of defensive rebound rate. Nikola Vucevic posted a 28% defensive rebound rate among centers that play at least 30 minutes per game. That was the best mark in the league. The Magic essentially traded away one of the best rebounding centers in the league away. So, of course, your rebounding is going to suffer. Aaron Gordon was not too far behind. He posted a 17.3% defensive rebound rate. Only Al Aminu and Mohamed Bamba, in addition to Nikola Vucevic, had better rebound rates than Aaron Gordon. And Bamba, we'll talk about him in a bit. Certainly some small sample size uh, going on there, especially considering the minutes that he was playing. Orlando traded away two of its best rebounders. So again, rebounding was meant, was going to take a little bit of a dive. I, I think that is fair to assume. But not this much. Orlando has not gotten replacements for these guys, even with the opportunity for more rebounds for other players. Wendell Carter has been an okay rebounder throughout his career, but his 22% rebound rate for the entire season this year is the best of his career. Again, six percentage points. So six, he's grabbing six fewer defensive rebounds per 100 possessions than Nikola Vucevic, who again, was the best at this among centers who played more than 30 minutes in the league. The Magic gave up a very good rebounder, and they got an adequate one in return. Wendell Carter for the Magic is posting a 28.8% defensive rebound rate, the best spark on the team since the trade deadline. But again, it's far from what the Magic were getting from Nikola Vucevic. We're not expecting Wendell Carter to get to 28%, but getting him up to 23 24 25%, Getting others up around him is absolutely necessary. Mo Bamba is a perfect example of this. Bamba's numbers were solid on, and and before I move on from Carter, Carter's raw numbers are very good. 9.4 rebounds per game, 12.3 rebounds per 36 uh, minutes. He grabs 4.8 contested rebounds per game. He is is rebounding fine, adequately, again. I, I don't think he's a poor rebounder at all, but not the dominant rebounding force that Nikola Vucevic has established himself over the last, over the nearly the last decade. I think we certainly took that for granted. Um, there's, there's no doubt in my mind now, that looking at these numbers, that we, that, we didn't, that we took everything Vucevic did on the defensive glass for granted as just a baseline for this team to continue growing. Mo Bamba's numbers have taken the biggest dive with him playing now more regular minutes. Like I said, he, had, he was one of the better defensive rebounds, rebounders by, by defensive rebound rate on the team. But since the trade deadline, with consistent minutes now, his decline, he's taken a big dip to 17.8%. Now, you you want your centers especially above 20%. You don't want those players, you don't want your guys closest to the basket not able to grab rebounds. And one of the biggest, biggest factors perhaps in Mo Bamba not getting playing time is his inconsistency as a rebounder. You just can't have a center who is this poor on the glass. Bamba might be fine with another dominant rebounder on the floor, but him not getting it, him not getting rebounds, is a huge problem for this team. Ken Birch, similarly, not a great rebounder. He's up around 20. He's a, a little bit less than 20%, I believe, on defensive rebound rate since the trade deadline. And no one else is picking up the slack. Again, maybe it's unfair to ask of a lot of players to pick up the slack. Um, getting Cole Anthony back, who is a really good rebounder for a guard, will help. 
But again, it starts with your big men. Rebounding starts with your big men. And really, it starts with a team approach that this group is still getting down. 100%. Physicality, determination, pursuit. I mean, uh, look, I'll give you an example. Uh, We went to Charlotte. They had been 29th in defensive rebounding the year before. We did zero drills, and we were like second. You know, that's it. I mean, look, you're either going to do it or you're not. And it does speak to you know, who we want to become as a team. So, again, you can do all these other things and get better, and if we're not going to rebound, it's not going to matter. Magic coach Steve Clifford speaking after Tuesday's practice, and he's right. The Charlotte Hornets, uh, when, or the Charlotte Bobcats when he took over, uh, were coming off a year where they were bottom five in the league in defensive rebound rate. In Clifford's five years in Charlotte, they did not finish lower than third in defensive rebound rate. Um, and they finished first three times. In Orlando, the team has not finished lower than fifth in defensive rebound rate. They were, uh, I believe, they were in the top top five both years. This is a central facet of Steve Clifford's teams. And this year, they're still in the top five, as I said. Um, it is a central facet of Steve Clifford's teams. It is something that he preaches and that he uh, demands from his team in, so, in, in a lot of ways. And this Magic team is still figuring out how to put all those pieces together. It's something, though, that they will continue to emphasize and something that we have to continue to watch, especially if the Magic do have intentions of trying to inch back into the playoff race. We'll talk a little bit more about the Magic's new man and Devin Kennedy, plus player returning, as just breaking as I'm recording this. Player returning for Wednesday's game. We'll talk about Wednesday's matchup with the Washington Wizards coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time to name our Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. As we all know, with Michelob Ultra, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. With 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, joy creates success. And enjoyment isn't the end game, it's the whole game. And when it comes to joy, the Orlando Magic have sometimes been short of it. But the Orlando Magic also really excited about some of these young players, and it has made this team more, uh, much more exciting. And, and even through uh, some difficult times, uh, easier to talk about. There's a lot going on, and the Magic are certainly going to be super, super, super excited to see what comes next. Well, for the Magic, one player in particular has stood out over the last week, and that is new center, Wendell Carter. Wendell Carter averaging 15 points per game, 9.4 rebounds, 2 assists, and shooting 59.6% from the floor in his 5 games with the Magic. He's now in the starting lineup, and there is no reason to think that he will let go of that anytime soon. Carter's defense, especially in the games against the Clippers and the Pelicans, were vital to the team, taking two wins on this five-game road trip, and he has been a welcome surprise for a team that is still, again, still coming together, still figuring out how to play together, getting some new pieces back here, a team that is very excited to get itself going once again. Mundo Carter has created a New dynamic for the Magic at center. Not that we don't appreciate Nikola Vucevic, but Wendell Carter has been able to do some things differently, defensively especially, that should have Magic fans very, very excited for their future. So this week's Michelob Ultra Player of the Week is none other than Wendell Carter because he brings the joy, the happiness, and enjoyment necessary to get through this Orlando Magic season. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. 
Led by JJ and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Get all the sports news you need in less than 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. I don't want to spend too much time because I am recording this kind of late on Wednesday after Wednesday morning, uh, and so I don't, want, I don't want to make sure it stays timely, so I'm not going to spend too much time on the Wizards or this next topic, but the Orlando Magic did... Uh, make official their signing of Devin Kennedy. He practiced with the team on Tuesday. Uh, and the good news is that a lot of what the Lakeland Magic run is very similar to what the Magic run, including the terminology. So he felt like he could jump right in. The Magic felt very comfortable with him. He was he spent training camp with, the, with them. Uh, and so he is at least somewhat familiar with what the Magic are trying to do, the concepts that they use offensively and defensively, and, and how to execute them. Uh, Kennedy had a really, really strong run with the Lakeland Magic in the G League. He was, of course, named the... Uh, named the G League Final MVP um, for his 21-point effort in that game. He averaged 11.7 points per game, shot 40% from beyond the arc, uh, and then and then averaged 15.7 points, 4.7 rebounds, and 3.3 assists per game during the team's three-game run through the playoffs, including a 9-for-20 performance from beyond the arc. His shooting is the big thing that the Magic are getting out of this out of this 10-day contract. Um, that, that his range shooting is really is really uh, what the Magic are kind of buying into here with him. Uh, and why they kept him around, and why they why they wanted him in training camp, why they wanted him on Lakeland Magic, and why they're bringing in bring, bringing him in at this point of the season. Um, the Magic desperately need shooting, and is still abundantly clear about that. Uh, and Kennedy is someone who has worked very very hard to get to this point and to get this opportunity. Yeah, no, this is a great feeling. Uh, you know, I work for this. Uh, it's been a goal of mine to, to get back to this level, get to this level. Um, you know, had a great training camp with them. I love the staff here. Uh, the coaching staff, front office, and players. So I'm excited to get going, being a part of this this rebuild, at least for these 10 days, and uh, make the most of this opportunity. Kennedy was a guy from the Lakeland Magic that a lot of Magic fans were begging to bring onto the roster, and I thought it was a good decision, too. I mean, I think Kennedy is, is was was one of the better players on, on the G League roster, someone who can easily fit into what the Magic are trying to do, obviously has the familiarity with what the Magic are trying to do, and I suspected that once the Magic opened that roster spot up, after the trade deadline, that they were simply waiting for the right opportunity to bring Kennedy into the group. And again, uh, some of it was, I think, the Magic were on the road. Um, there's obviously quarantine and, and health and safety protocols in place too. So they probably had this signing agreed to. He was going through the testing protocols while the Magic were on the road trip. And then this homestand, this you know four-game homestand the Magic have, which will eat up most of those 10 days, was a perfect opportunity to bring him into the fold. So I think a lot, I think the reason why they waited on the Kennedy signing was a lot because of timing. Um, just, just because of the way the calendar was set up and the way the schedule was set up to make sure they can maximize that time that he has with the team. A 10-day contract is not very, very long. However, I do have questions whether this is the right use of a 10-day contract at this point. 
The Atlanta Magic obviously are a little bit short at point guard right now with Michael Carter-Williams uh, dealing with the stomach flu, uh, with McCole Anthony out, although he is set to return on Wednesday. Um, breaking news. Uh, and uh, Chasen Randall dealing with a hamstring injury and the Magic's reticence to play R.J. Hampton at point guard. Magic are thin at point guard a little bit right now. And so Kennedy certainly fits into that picture. And I think that I think that he's more naturally kind of an off guard, but he can run a little point guard, and he's obviously at six foot three, probably a more natural defender at the point guard position. However, the concern now is how much is he really going to play? I mean, if you're going to sign a 10-day contract guy, he's got to get minutes. You got to give him the opportunity to play and show out. It can't just be about practices, which right now for the Magic, there are very few. Cole Anthony is set to return Wednesday. I suspect that he will be back in the starting lineup very soon although I'm sure the Magic will have kids' gloves on him and, and bring him along slowly. Um, Michael Carter-Williams has that stomach flu, but he could be back at any moment. He's still listed as questionable for Wednesday's game. Um, and, you know, again, Jason Randall, he's done good, He's done a good job for what he is and, and for the player that he is. Uh, and the Magic are certainly eager to, you know, I don't think they're eager to move on from him, but they would definitely want to lessen his load. And with the hamstring issue, maybe give his minutes to a guy like Kennedy for 10 days to let him recover is certainly a good thing. Um, but you got to get all these guys in. Um, you know, Randall is really the only guy that maybe you don't have to worry so much about. But R.J. Hampton has to get playing time, and, and, and largely they want him playing at the two, but he's played a lot at point. Um, and so if Kennedy can ease that ease that a little bit, then I think this signing makes a lot of sense. Um, if you're going to run Cole and Michael Carter-Williams as your two guards, as your two point guards, then all of a sudden that playing time for Kennedy dries up a ton. So I don't know what this says about the Magic's outlook, about both Jason Randall and Michael Carter-Williams for the next few weeks, um, but certainly it, 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 it bodes to that. The other interesting point that I do want to make, though, is the Magic have, again, with drafting Cole Anthony and preparing to play him alongside Markel Fultz, which is what, something they wanted to do, um, the Magic have been experimenting and testing out these kind of two-guard lineups. Um, they did it last year, obviously, with to the much, much, much criticized Michael Carter-Williams-Markel Fultz pairing. But you're seeing this a lot, um, both in the college game and, and in the NBA, where teams roll out lineups with two ball handlers or just maximize their ball handlers. So they have multiple guys who can run pick and rolls, make decisions on the ball, and try and free up players, especially for a team without shooting. If you can have guards that can get into the paint and, and create for others, that's how you create space for open shots and for driving lanes. Um, the Magic seem to be embracing this idea, which is very similar to what the Toronto Raptors were very successful doing with Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet. Now they have Gary Trent, who's another kind of smallish guard. Um, if you have multiple ball handlers and multiple threats to score off the dribble, your offense becomes a little bit more dynamic. So with Cole Anthony, Michael Carter-Williams, you know, eventually Markel Fultz, and for at least the next 10 days, Devin Kennedy, the Magic can mix and match some of these lines. And RJ Hampton, who is essentially going to be a point guard at some point. The Magic can mix and match these lineups. So it's going to be interesting to me to see how they use Kennedy in the lineup, obviously how they bring Cole Anthony back into the fold. Um, and how they mix all these guards together to try and press some advantage. Um, and, and I think that's going to be the most interesting thing to see how they use Devin Kennedy. So, Devin Kennedy's 10-day contract is set. He is set to be in uniform for the Magic on Wednesday against the Washington Wizards. We'll talk about that game coming up here very briefly in just a moment. But first, we've been telling you about Built Bar for a long time. They are a long-time advertiser here on the pod, but I can't recommend them enough. I literally almost have a built bar every single day in addition to lunch. It's a little protein supplement um, to, to go with my to go with my meals. Um, and I can't I can't be happier. I look forward to eating these every day. Unlike other protein bars that I have tried, these are the real deal. The improved built bar is even more delicious than ever, covering in 18 flavors. 
I had the apple almond crisp yesterday. I'm not a big almond guy. Really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed it. It's, it's, it's good. I mean, you, you look at these flavors like cookies and cream, toffee almond, orange, double chocolate, salted caramel. They taste exactly as they sound. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They're great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, most of them under 150 calories, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for keto diets. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Today's podcast is also brought to you by our pals at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, the NHL, and MLB are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. So get real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA draft with the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast. Scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full recaps of March Madness, four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Follow the Locked On NBA Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. I'm recording this a little bit late on Wednesday, early afternoon, late morning, so I'll be brief with my preview of the Orlando Magic's game against the Washington Wizards, as you may have, as that game may already have happened by the time you listen to this. Um, but the Magic back home to start a four-game homestand against the Washington Wizards, a team the Magic trail by just a half game in the standings. So this game does have some standings implications. I will say this because I am legally required to. The Magic are four and a half games back with the Chicago Bulls for the final spot in the playoffs. That is not an impossible task considering the Eastern Conference, but very difficult one with a lot of teams for the Magic to climb over. If the Magic are going to make a playoff push, this is a game they're going to have to win against the Washington Wizards. The Wizards coming in struggling a little bit. They've lost 14 of their last 21 games. Um, including four of their last five. Um, They've been without Bradley Beal for their last five games, and that includes losing a 17-point lead in Tampa against the Toronto Raptors on Monday, losing on a buzzer-beating shot by Gary Trent. But the reality is the Washington Wizards are still a super dangerous team because they have Russell Westbrook. Westbrook, after struggling early in the year when the Magic first saw this team, um, is starting to find his own. And obviously playing without Beal, he's got free reign to do Russell Westbrook things, and he can still do them. Russell Westbrook uh, is averaging a triple-double over his last, uh, I believe, 10 games. Um, he is a guy that is still putting up incredible stats. He's shooting efficient for him um, and just continues to put a ton of pressure on defenses. The, the Wizards do have some shooting. They do have some guys that you do have to worry about on the perimeter. Um, but overall, this is a Wizards team that is just as depleted as the Magic. They just have Russell Westbrook to kind of keep them afloat and buoy them a little bit. Having said that, the Magic are certainly more than capable of winning this game with the players that they have, with the effort that they show, um, and the defense they're capable of playing. If they're able to force turnovers, they should be able to get in transition. Um, and as long as they hit their shots, which again is a big if, but uh, certainly a, a big factor in the Magic's wins uh, since the trade deadline, if the Magic are able to hit shots, they can win this game. Adding to all of that, the big news of the day coming into Wednesday's game, Cole Anthony is set to return for the first time since uh, early February, I want to say. Um, It's been a while since we've seen Cole Anthony, obviously, because of the fractured rib 
um, that started with a shoulder injury. Uh, the, the fir- your first rib is actually up by your shoulder. So um, reports that there was confusion about the injury is a little misplaced. Um, it was diagnosed as shoulder injury because that's where the pain was. Um, and then they did some scans and they re- realized it was a rib injury. And your ribs go all the way up to your shoulder, go all the way up into that area. So cracked out rib very high on his chest, uh, so to speak. Um, obviously, the Magic getting Cole Anthony back is a huge deal, undoubtedly, both just because it's another young player that needs some time on the court and, and just they need to see what they have in him and see him develop. But before his injury, he was really coming into his own. He'd obviously been starting for a while since Markel Fultz's injury in January, um, but he was really starting to find his place, shooting 40% from beyond the arc, uh, scoring uh, around 12, 13, 14 points per game. Um, this is a guy that was playing with a ton of confidence right before that injury. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, that all that progress was stopped because of the injury. Um, and so hopefully the Magic are getting their guy back and hopefully uh, they can get him back into the swing of things. It's not clear yet what his minute restriction will be, how long he'll be uh, how how long he'll be able to play, but just having Cole Anthony back on the floor, adding another point guard like I mentioned, will help this team out a ton. Um, I'm really excited to see this Magic team at home, getting a, a getting a practice uh, on Tuesday, but also getting some time to just kind of settle in uh, in their new surroundings uh, and, and get some time on the court. Um, you know, I really think home court advantage does mean something on that front, especially with how Steve Clifford prepares his his teams. The Magic take on the Washington Wizards Wednesday at the Amway Center at 7 o'clock to start a four-game homestand. Certainly one that the Magic will be hoping to get a win, despite what that might do to the standings in the short term. But that's going to do it for me. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can find me again on Twitter at philiprr underscore md. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Um, you can, again, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore MD. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Don't forget, too, Thursday, I will be hosting a locker room. So be sure to download the Locker Room app and join me Thursday at 5.30 p.m. to talk Orlando Magic Basketball and the week that was in Magic Basketball. So I have your questions ready. Follow me there at P. Rossman Reich, P-R-O-S-S-M-A-N-R-E-I-C-H, no hyphen. Um, if you want to know when the room opens, I'll be going up. Going up, I'll probably open the room around 5.20. We'll get started around 5.30. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.